Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Get It Out. I hope everybody had a good week. I hope everybody had a good week besides me. I mean, I had a good week today. I mean, this week. This week was really good, actually. The only thing that I would have to say, not just to start off with negativity, but I just have to have a little rant. Um... I have a, I need a, a little talk with um my the school just school in general just if you could if you could just take school and put me in like a chair in front of and you know those you know those like um confrontation chairs or like no those interrogation yeah I want to have like a a front face to face talk with school right now because what the fuck? School this week, I've never been so stressed in my entire life. In my entire life. Like, my stress level through the roof, bro. I, oh my god, I had two tests this week. Uh, what else? I had three projects this week. Plus the, you know, background assignments on the side and everything due Thursday. Thursday I just hit well I'm recording today's Friday for me. I had a pre calculus test. I don't know how I did, but I don't think I did really well. I'm hoping that I'll like jinx it and I end up doing somewhat better than I thought I did because here's my like this is what usually happens if I say oh I'm gonna fail that test or I'm gonna do so badly I end up doing good but if I say the opposite I'm like oh I'm gonna do so good on this text I'm humbled and I do horribly so I'd rather say on every test I'm gonna fail this and that usually comes like as the good score but who knows? I'm just hoping that this doesn't drop my grade lower than it already is. It's not that bad right now. It's just I I can't I I don't want it to be go I don't want it to go any lower than it already is. And so plus that schoolwork this week. I had had to produce the show notes. I had um. I can't even go to the gym this week. The only time I went to the gym this week was Sunday. Like, I didn't even have time to go to the gym. Plus, I had to, like, run errands. Oh, my God. This is just going to go into a long rant. Anyways, main idea. I don't know why school decided to pour the last... Pour the entire curriculum in the last two weeks. Just, there you go. Have fun. Who knows? Uh, that's my little rant, but I know I have two more weeks. I have two more weeks and school's over. I can't wait. I've been waiting so long, so long, less than 14 days left. And I'll be on a trip to California. I've been, I'm going on a road trip with my family and this is going to be so exciting. I'm excited. I'm going to get, as you know, I love tanning, so I'm going to go get tan. So I have really, I'm going to start the summer strong. I'm excited and I'm, I'm dedicated to make this summer probably like the best ones yet because it's my last summer. 
because next year I'm going to be a senior. And it's, I, I feel like I have to make this summer the best one because it's the last summer I get before I become like an official adult. And then I don't, I'm not going to, I probably won't get another summer like this one. So I feel like I have to make it really, really good. But now I'm scared if I try to make it really, really good, it's going to end up horribly. So I'd rather kind of let it just be. And I think the moments will come on their own. I'm also like determined to make this summer go really well because I never experienced summers to the fullest when I was younger. I When I was younger, I was a really, really shy kid. I was very self-reserved. I, I barely had any friends when I was younger. Like, I didn't really have any true friends, so I kind of just spent summers alone with my family. And sp- spending time with your family is, like, great and all. Like, I really do enjoy it. But I'm like, I got to spend some time with people my age, too. And that's where I kind of... That's why I kind of disliked summer for a while. Until last summer, 15-year-old me would just, probably would just be shocked on how much I got done and how much I did by the end of that summer. And so this summer, I'm going to continue with my job. I'm going to go to a couple concerts I'm really really excited for uh what else I'm gonna probably I'm definitely continue this podcast and as well there may or may not be a new little update or development in the process right now and I'm really really excited for it I'm not gonna say what it is now but you just gotta guys are gonna have to Wait just a little bit more. It's right around the corner. Just a little bit more. And I will be end up releasing it. And I'm really excited for this new development. This is, I feel, I really have high hopes for this. I think your guys are going to like it. Hopefully you'll love it. And yeah, I, I hope you guys love it as much as I do. But yeah, that's my little rant for today hopefully you guys were like she talks too much but anyways today on today's episode we're gonna talk about our perceptions of art and this is a little complicated like it took me a while and with all that work today I hope this all made sense because I'm looking at my show notes right now but Let's just get right into it. And so our views and our perceptions of art and our realization of our intake of art, I feel like it's really limited. I think we probably, in school, we've, we've just been taught to have a very logical and straightforward way of thinking. It's more of a surface level type view instead of digging deep and to see what's under the surface level and I think because of that I believe we don't appreciate the amount of art that is around us as well as appreciate 
a piece of art. I'm going to probably say an example on this. Okay, so probably a couple months ago, I went, my class took a field trip to this museum. And this was an art class. And so as we're like, we head to the museum, everybody's so excited and everybody goes to their own exhibit that they kind of want to look around. And I usually, I immediately went to like the Renaissance um, art because I was really interested. And then, oh my God, the Romanticism art. I, that's probably one of my favorite eras. But anyways, I'm not going to call myself, I'm not going to put myself on a pedestal and call myself an expert of looking at art because I'm not I probably should be looking more on how I should intake or just learn how I should probably view it however I did take a good while while looking at one piece like I looked at what's going on what's the textures of it what What's the story behind it? And then I would read the little, like, name and, like, the little, like, meaning behind the painting or whatever the the thing was. And, I would, like, tr- I probably took probably a good four minutes, which probably isn't that long time, like, not that much time, because people that, like, truly know how to intake art, they're probably there for, like, 20 minutes. But how, I mean, I'm just starting to get into this. So, I mean, not to, you know, put myself like up there. But but one thing I did notice was, and not trying to make myself look good, but I did notice other classmates kind of just going up to this piece of art. Looking at it for a couple seconds. And they're like, oh, I like this, and move on. And so I didn't do that, though. And so I kind of, like, made my friend group kind of, like, stay back. I didn't make them stay back. I kind of just made sure I was looking at the art I wanted to look at for a good while. But I feel like I was holding them back. Well, they kind of took a couple seconds. Oh, this is nice looking, you know. And so after that field trip, I was kind of thinking like, damn, I kind of feel bad that I made my friends like wait for me. I didn't make them though, but you guys know what I mean. And I was thinking now like this is like probably the time that I was like, oh, overthinking. And like, should I was there's something wrong with my process of looking at art or was or was it like another component but then I realized maybe we're probably we're not we're not taught to truly look at art I don't think we were ever taught in school how to intake art because I feel like probably what we were taught not necessarily taught but more of a just unspoken idea is that if art is visually pleasing to the eye it's good which is true 
but it's not the full truth. Just be, I don't think all art can just fit into one category of if it's pretty, it's good. Because it just leaves out so much creativity and just silence so many pieces and stories. And we just, we just need to learn probably how to intake it more. I wish we were taught that as kids. How to actually look and take in art. And I want to get deeper into this. But I want to first give a definition for art. And a definition by Oxford Languages. The definition of art is the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination, typically in a visual form such as a painting or sculpture, producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty and emotional power. Now there's some truth in that statement. I'm not going to lie, there's truth in that statement. First of all, imagination, probably like, the key components of art is imagination. Art takes time and it takes thinking. You don't just like pull out a canvas, a couple acrylic paints, and just boom, the next art piece to be displayed on a museum. You don't just do that. I feel like you can actually have to think of what am I trying to transform from my head to a canvas? It takes a while. It's not going to just happen overnight. It's not going to happen in the, the split second. Like Picasso, I, I just know he didn't pull out a canvas and a pencil and just boom, there's the next Picasso painting. And then the second is the appreciations of emotional power. That is so true. A piece of art can be so impactful to somebody because it can have the power to change someone's thinking, someone's probably perspective on life. It can change how someone views someone or something Or how we view ourselves as well. Because I believe a good majority of art has a story to tell. Whether it's to someone in a reaction to someone. Or it's a story to like somebody. As if like in a letter. I feel it can be so impactful for somebody. And I love how if you were to go to a museum. And someone's looking at art. You can just visually you're just seeing someone looking at art. But you could probably have. That person could probably just be going through this whole new, like, emotional state that they're just being transformed in a way. I know it sounds a little dramatic, but I feel like it's true. And so those are the truths to that definition. However, there are defects in this definition as well. The creative skill component is subjective because you know when we were in, in kindergarten 
and then it was like art time and we the the teacher would pull out those watercolored um the watercolors or the paints or the chalks or I don't know if you guys remember but when you were like the teacher cut up vegetables and you were supposed to like dip the vegetable into the paint and then press on the piece of paper and it would like create that the shape of like the fruit or the vegetable I remember that vividly for like Thanksgiving but anyways you know those types of little art projects the art that we created in primary school that probably looked like shit I mean you know our parents were like oh my god it was so cute and all like you're like so talented you know the upliftment that you get from your parents you know but it probably looked like shit. I remember probably a couple, probably like two years ago, going through like this memory box and looking at all the art I made. I'm like, yikes. Mom, why did you lie to me? You lied straight to my face. This is horrid, horrendous. But our parents and our teachers called it art. And we were, the, the class was called art. Even though it probably was bad looking, it's still called art. And we probably, none of us had that creative skill. But we still yet call it art. Also, the beauty component of the definition, I think, is wrong. Because art, art isn't always rainbows and and unicorns. It's not all pick pretty, pink pretty and perfect you know art can be dark it can be sad angry scary emotionally disturbing but it's still art art can be a painting that you see for the first time and you're like kind of takes your breath away and makes you uncomfortable And that is still art. It's not going to always be some cute animal on a swing set. You know, it's not always going to be the deer on the prairie. It might be that dark angel. It might be, you know, Lucifer. I'm not here to promote, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, demonic um, habits or whatever. I'm not here to do that. But you know, it can lead, art can lead to that side. It can be something, art can be something that triggers us and probably not in a good way, but that's still art because it still has that emotional power to it. Just like a really pretty picture can make us feel good a really sad picture a really dark picture can make us feel something negative too because it's not always going to be rainbows and unicorns and this one probably has to be one that has been on my mind the most art isn't isn't just paintings or sculptures art is so so much more Art is, like a good example, music. There's so many genres. There's so many ways that 
instruments and lyrics can be brought together to great create something that's out just out of this world and we have so many instruments to use and we can use in so many different ways and then if you go deeper into that instruments have their own like a guitar they have their own keys that what sounds good and what doesn't like you can't pull two strings and make it sound good you have to find the the two strings that make that sound that sounds good and then with the lyrics you tell a story with the component of the sound and it's just this whole like giant soup that's just gonna be so good in the end literature is also another form of art poetry i write poetry all the time probably one of my favorite things right now in my english class we're writing poetry i'm so excited to perform to perform in front of the class this is i'm looking forward to next week when i perform am i gonna expose myself of course do i really care no because one of my favorite things about poetry is that whether it's to somebody or about somebody or about something you're gonna have some sort of experience with it right the thing that i love about poetry is that you could be telling people what it's about, but no one, no one will truly know the true meaning behind a poem. You can interpret it as much as you want, but only the author, only the writer of the poem will know what it's about. And that's just, that's probably like one of my favorite things about poetry that doesn't, make me feel embarrassed or scared to perform it in public movies as well movies film there's so many genres too the way that script is all put together the way that choosing characters and like actors whether it be based on appearance or their personality and how well they fit a role, setting. And also my favorite ones is how, uh, I don't know what that's called. I, I know what it's called, but I, I, it's like not, I know what it's called, but like how the cameraman angles the camera and how that theory, if you like, angle the camera low and look up to a person it like symbolizes like power to that character and it's just the smallest thing but that is art to me because it is art photography all about angles all about the setting for example like senior pictures that's art to me it shows so much background and it tells a lot about the person. So like, I feel like if you're, oh, of course, if you're like you love, if you're like a, I'm just going to use like kind of my school. If you're like a country girl, you're kind of on the, like, I usually see, see senior, uh, senior pictures 
that have a background of like a farm or like some sort of like grass valley or something it's saying about you that you love that country component of like you know land I don't know how to greatly describe it and then the lighting component as well of it you like you you can't have a picture with bad lighting not only does for just ruin the photo it could probably ruin like you could do a person dirty with bad angles and bad lighting so all there's so many components that go into photography to make a good picture home decor also home decor is an art and it's a difficult art because there's so many layouts to a house or just any space in general that I, I know like my mom, she's always on, like on Pinterest looking for like home decor inspo and she'll see a picture that she likes. Oh, like, oh I love this, this sofa with the, this like table and, and you know, the pillows. But it's so hard when that specific sofa isn't going to match the space that you have. Whether it's smaller or bigger. And so you have to find like the right sofa that's going to match the vibe that you want. And then the perfect colors. And then the colors of like the pillows have to match like the art on the wall. And like it has to like flow really nicely from like the living room to the dining room to the kitchen and it's just this big thing that it's hard and plus the money component of two like damn home decor is expensive like you know those glass balls those are probably like eight dollars each it's just glass with just some paint on it it's like goddamn expensive for that and then the pillows tell me why a set of two pillows are like 120 dollars i can make that i can make that actually you know i might just start a pillow business but then now i'm saying that because i'll probably end up charging 120 dollars as well you know (laughs) but home decor that's that's an art in itself that is something else. And I praise and I I praise my mom on how hard she likes to change the color of the pillows. But what I want to talk about is probably something we... There's a couple of them. Something we might not think of as art. Cooking. Cooking is an art. And let me explain. They're so, you can't just whip up a dish and expect it to taste good. Like, you can't just add, like, some oil in a pan, bananas, um, steak, and then, like, honey and what some other shit in it and expect it to be good. Because that's not. A meal. First of all, I don't even know if that's, like, edible, but... You have to, like, kind of tell a story with the ingredients you're using. Whether it's... Are you going to use butter? Are you going to use oil? 
and then if you are using oil what kind of oil are you using and then how you're going to start that off are you going to like saute some onions and then are you going to start with garlic what flavors are you going to be using is it going to be salty is it going to be sweet is it going to be spicy and then how to use the right vegetables like you can't just use any bell pepper i'm sorry but green bell peppers and red are two different bell peppers they're not the same they're cousins they're not they're not even, they're i mean they're siblings but to me they're cousins and then after you add vegetables, like what other seasonings have you got? You can't just add any seasonings. You have to write, add the right amount of seasoning as well. And if you're going to add any meat, are you going to use chicken? Are you going to use uh, red meat? Um, what else? Are you going to use like a cow? Are you going to use a pig? Whatever. And then you have to make sure you match it with the right side dish. It's a whole story. And once you have, you know it's going to taste good presentation also you can't just dump the whatever you made on the pan onto the plate you just can't do that and so you have to make it all look nice you know how with the little pasta you add the little uh, basil garnish on top you know i wish i wish all like restaurants made that mandatory that you i wish it was a law they had to put like either the the mint or the like the basil the parsley whatever on top it just looks a lot more pleasing. I feel like it's going to make the food taste good. It's just that it probably has no effect on it. But I just wish they all did that. Another one is architecture. There are so many components that go into architecture. For example, New York. New York, okay, I've never been to New York. I want to go so badly so badly but from what I've seen from pictures New York looks beautiful there's probably some places that aren't but from like you know that um that like bird's eye view of New York all the skyscrapers that is beautiful and that's art to me you have to use all these mathematical components and then what's the right material and then how high are we going to make it and what's the design of this building and we're going to use like classical designs i would use like the greek and roman designs just like the white house to have those the pillars and then are we going to go with like a more modern vibe like what's what do we imagine what what is in our head and how can we make that into a physical building that is art And so it's probably something we haven't thought about. But this one, I want to say a couple that might not scream art. Maybe the the last two did. But this one probably won't for some people. Now, you know, sometimes we wake up in the, well, not in the morning, but like you're bored. So you go on Instagram and you're clicking through the stories. And then you just, as you're like scrolling through the Instagram stories, you see those photo dumps or collection of photos of a certain shade and a certain color or someone like posted a picture of them like on a a sunset and like they put like music behind it you know those that is art to me that is art because 
for example, like collages, those like photo dumps of a bunch of pictures with the the certain like shade in in that color. For example, if like all the photos you added had like blue in them and then so you it's like this collection of blue, that's just like a collage. It's just it's online. So we wouldn't really think of it as art. As well as my favorite, like I always do this. I feel like I always like to either like post probably like a picture of myself and I'll, or like probably like a sunset or like some sort of like moment in time that I just found really pleasing. I'll usually post that on my story. And what I love, love, love to do is take like a song that has I've been like relating to or just the lyrics just hit a little too hard I'll usually put those lyrics in the, the story I don't ever ever just put a random song when I put like a song on an Instagram story those lyrics mean something either they mean something so hard to me either because I'm relating to something in that moment or around that time and those lyrics speak to that experience I'm going through. I don't just put any song. You will never catch me just putting any song. That will just never happen. The message behind the lyrics. Also, Instagram feeds. If you just look, scroll, like my Instagram feed, they all have a component of like, a golden type vibe. I like, I usually have a lot of sunsets on there. I usually have like a picture of me, but it's like the sun's hitting my face or probably just also like a lot of beiges. It's more of just like that golden type vibe. And that's what kind of my Instagram feed is all about. And with all these components of the, the stories and then the music and then the Instagram feeds, it all takes imagination. You don't just pour it out there. It takes story. It takes experience on what. And I also love doing my Instagram posts. I have fun with my Instagram. Like my Instagram posts, I'll usually put a picture of me, whatever, and then some uh like a landscape or something and what I love to do is either put a definition of this random word like I've never heard before like you know those pretty words that have like really beautiful meanings and that I've been like relating to or I'll usually put like a quote or um like a, a little poem thing but that's as like a picture, not necessarily the caption. I'll usually put that as a picture. And that's what's usually usually going on in my life right now at that time. And that's just like this whole story in just one post. I have a lot of fun with my Instagram. Because I feel like my Instagram is like in a way of a diary. That I only know what's truly the whole story. And everybody else is just like 
they're getting a piece of that story, but not the full context. And that's why I love Instagram so much. And now this last one. This is probably crazy to think about. But give me just bear with me. Living life is an art. We grow up. We love. We we hate. We laugh. We cry. We go through highs. We go through lows. We, we fall in love. We get our hearts broken. We make comebacks. We go through so much. How do we not call that art? We're constantly going through something that's emotional, whether it's like a really high emotional feeling or very low. We're constantly feeling something i'm sorry if you guys heard just my novocation that's just my best friend um we choose to wake up and when we wake up we we all know that our time is limited in this life and time just keeps going on faster and faster as you grow and so I love how we choose every day to fill in those, we fill in that empty canvas of our lives. And all ties back to the imagination that what are you going to do today to really fill in that canvas? And art really truly is all around us. I feel like we just have to keep an eye out for it. We just have to keep our eyes, eyes open and probably just find beauty maybe if it's not it, beauty is such a complex thing because beauty is probably just seen as what makes us feel good but I feel like beauty is also what does not make us feel good and what's making us feel a little weird inside and I feel like there's beauty in that as well But what I suggest on everybody who is listening, try to find beauty in things that you might not see in before. Because it brings little, you'll go back at the end of the day and be like, oh, I saw this and it made me feel good. Even if probably it was negative or if it was positive. Because there's truly art all around us. We just, we really need to just look for it. If we actually looked for it, there's just, you'll notice there's art everywhere. So I would just suggest on everybody, maybe just keep out an eye out for everything. And with that, I hope everybody have a good day. Thank you for listening. I love all your support. And I'll be back next week for another episode. Bye.